He died 110 years ago this past Monday, October the 18th. But on the afternoon of September 18, 1870, he was part of the expedition crew scouting out Yellowstone National Park. The members of that expedition traveled down the Firehole River and entered the Upper Geyser Basin. His name was Nathaniel P. Langford. And that night, he wrote in his journal, the first geyser that we spotted was at... <clears throat> It it's showed up in regular intervals nine times during our stay. The columns of boiling water being thrown from 90 to 125 feet at each discharge straight into the air. And the geyser would last between 15 and 20 minutes. Because of its prevalence and its occurrence, they gave it the name Old Faithful. I'm not thinking of anybody in particular in the room this morning. But we are so grateful to have a group of people today that have been faithful. And I know old is a term that we don't like to use and it's probably not very appropriate, but some of us are just old faithful. You know, since old faithful was named, we don't know, none of us probably knew Nathaniel P. Langford this morning, couldn't draw his name out of the hat, but you know who I'm talking about or you know what I'm talking about when we refer to the term Old Faithful. Since Old Faithful was named, more than a million eruptions have occurred. And in spite of <clears throat> the precise underground balance of heat and water that's required for a geyser to occur, Old, old Faithful never fails to disappoint with a regular eruption no less than 90 minutes apart every single day. Seven days a week. 12 months a year, decade after decade, hundreds of years upon hundreds of years, thousands of years upon thousands of years, that geyser has continued to erupt, old faithful. You consider that in the middle of all that's happening underground, if you have too much water and not enough heat, you end up with a hot spring. If you have a lot of heat and a little bit of water, you get a steam vent that's just blowing off into the atmosphere. However, when you get it right and you have this delicate balance between the amount of heat and the amount of water, the geyser blows sky high into the air. It's amazing. But like anything, Old Faithful isn't without its fair share of curious and crazy visitors. In spite of the fact that the geyser <clears throat> is only a few hundred degrees hot, there are still people who insist on placing their face in the hot stream of superheated steam being propelled hot into the air and then leave for the hospital, hospital wondering why exactly they were that stupid. In the early days of the park, Old Faithful was often used as a laundry. Garments were placed in the crater between eruptions and, and then when the eruption happened, the clothes were strewn about and they were clean. I don't think that's a bad idea. I don't know what, I don't know why that was stopped. That just kind of makes sense to me in my simple, logical kind of way. They, uh, they said that <clears throat> cotton garments would last, but the wool garments were blown to pieces. Just a mental note if you want to. If you want to think through that, a woman, even this past May, the, the park was closed because of the coronavirus pandemic, and she illegally entered Yellowstone National Park, and while she was taking, they said to enter to take pictures of 
Old Faithful. While she was taking pictures, she backed up into a thermal feature. The park officials said the unidentified woman drove into the park and, and then out with all these burns. She, she was found somewhere 50 miles up the road before she was stopped by the park rangers. And by the time they got to her, they decided that a life flight to the burn center in eastern Idaho Regional Medical Center was required. And off she went. You know, there's just all kinds of people that show up because years later, time after time, Old Faithful is still faithfully pushing steam and hot water high into the air. Faithfulness. I wish that we all had the track record of old faithful today. But the reality is, is we all need encouragement along the way to be faithful. Sometimes it's, uh, it's encouragement that comes in a moment like this and we're projecting into the future. But if I could just remind us for a moment that if we just pause for a minute and turn around and take a look backward down the road that God has brought us, we can see God's faithfulness in our lives. And we're reminded because of God's faithfulness that we have the opportunity to be faithful. I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you up front this morning, I, I'm bringing a challenge for faithfulness today. I'm bringing encouragement for faithfulness today. It, is, it isn't all give and no take. It isn't all, all, all yield and not receive today. I, I'm talking about that when we live lives that are full of faithfulness, there is a blessing that comes to people that are faithful to God. God is faithful to them. God is faithful to everything that he promised. God is faithful to give everything that he said he would give. God is faithful. If he said it, he's going to do it. This word is packed full of promises today that let us know that God is faithful. If we have a faithful people, be sure we've got a faithful God this morning. We've got a faithful God. Faithfulness is the concept of unfailing. The concept of unfailingly remaining loyal to someone or something and putting that loyalty into consistent practice regardless of whatever the extenuating circumstances are that surround us. And in, in all of that, I, I came with, a, I got three points today. You can just kind of track down with me. It's 1036 if you're counting. Um, number one, we have a faithful God. We got a faithful God this morning. For Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 1 says, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. So the, the, <clears throat> Paul was reminding us in the world that he lived in, in the world that he was a part of, there were people that were out to get him. There were people that weren't faithful. There was all this activity that he was uncertain about. He said, pray that we've got free course. How many have allowed that to be your prayer in the last 16 months? I'm praying that we have free course. I'm praying that the doors are open of community, Capital Community Church. I'm praying that we can still preach the word and preach the gospel and preach hope into hopeless humanity. I'm praying that we can still let light shine in the midst of darkness. I'm praying that the word of God has free course because I'll just remind you, the enemy has all kinds of ideas about how he can arrest the course of the word of God. But if we pray that the word of God has free course, there is nothing that can stop. So Paul was saying in the midst of our environment, in the midst of our circumstance, pray that the word of God has free course because there are some unreasonable and wicked men. Time has not changed. I, I'm not naming any names and I'm not even thinking of anybody in particular, but there still are unreasonable and wicked men. 
There still are people in power that want to stop and pause the flow and the free flow of God's word and revival and the power of God. But Paul said, in the midst of that environment, when that's happening around you, here's what you need to do. You need to pray that we have the word of God active in free course. Let it flow. Let it flow into open hearts. Let it flow into broken lives. Let it flow into humanity that desperately needs God's word. Let it have free course that tells me that God's got intention for his word that tells me that God's got a plan for his word that tells me that God's word is able to perform everything that he promised God's word can so we're praying for free course I'm praying for this morning in this service that God's word finds his way between every row. I'm praying that God's word makes its way into every seat. I'm praying that it goes further than that. I'm praying that it goes into every heart, into every life. Let that free coursing word of God begin to move in this room. I'm praying that every barrier gets gets dropped to the floor. I'm praying that every resistance gets moved to the side because if God's word just makes its way into your heart, you'll never be the same. If God's words just, it just makes its way into your life, you'll never be the same. You'll be the one 50 years from now turning around saying God has been faithful to me I serve a faithful God I I know he's faithful today God is faithful so he said pray pray that way for all men have not faith but he said it this way but the Lord is faithful but the Lord is faithful Who shall establish you and keep you from evil? If you get nothing else out of the message today, get this. God is faithful, but the Lord is faithful. Pastor Jack, we're in the midst of pandemic times. Yeah, but the Lord is faithful. Pastor Jack, we got trouble in our family, but the Lord is faithful. Pastor Jack, you don't know what happened this week. Uh, Here's what I do know. But the Lord is faithful, but God is faithful. I walked a tightrope with you. We knew every personality is dealing with this time in a different way, in a different measure. And, and when you're communicating on behalf of this great church family, I'm cautious about how we communicate. I'm cautious to be true to myself and be true to you. I'm not saying there's any variance there. But sometimes you're not certain where people's minds are and where they're headed. And, and you're just trying to make sure that the doors are open. You're trying to make sure that there's a free access. You're making sure that 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 roadway, that bridge that you're building to people's lives, there's still an opportunity for God's words to to flow into their life. But in the midst of all that, there are some unreasonable and wicked men. And that's why this verse just kind of shouts loud this morning. But the Lord is faithful who shall establish you. He's going to establish us and he's going to keep us from evil. But the Lord is faithful. It isn't just what God is. It's who God is. John wrote in Revelation 19 verse 11, he said, I saw heaven opened and behold a white horse and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. It's not an indicator of what he is. It's the identity of who he is. 
It's not just a tribute. It's the testimony. It's, it's, his, it's who he is. He is faithful. God said, we, we love to preach the truth of God's word and the truth that we know. But can I remind you that along with that truth, the God that we're preaching about today is the faithful God. God expects, he, he expects you to know him as the faithful God. And God expects you to be a faithful people. If that's his identity, then it needs to be our identity. We're talking about a faithful God this morning. Jeremiah, maybe the most common verse this morning is, is in this passage right here. You, you could probably quote it with me. Lamentations, uh, verse th- 20, chapter 3, verse 21. He said, this I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Anyone looking for that hope this morning? It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness the lord is my portion saith my soul therefore will i hope in him the lord is good unto them that wait for him to the soul that seeketh him it is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the lord because god is faithful great is thy faithfulness when we begin to sing that song about the unseen hand because many times you look around and you think i'm alone right now i haven't got anybody walking through this valley with me i encourage you in moments like that close your eyes and look for the unseen hand close your eyes and feel for the unseen hand because you may not know it but god is faithful patiently wait for the salvation quietly wait hopefully wait for the salvation of the lord why because new every morning God said great is his faithfulness those mercies are right there every morning it doesn't matter what happened on Saturday night it doesn't matter what happened on Friday here's what we know when we woke up this morning God said my mercy's brand new great is my faithfulness if all faithful still kind of lets that geyser rise in the air every 90 minutes here's what I know God showed up this morning before your feet hit the floor his mercy was already flowing into your life he is a faithful God today he's a faithful God whatever shame followed you into Sunday you can be released because God's mercy is new you need to bring it to the altar you need to bring it to the shadow of the cross today you need to let the blood of Calvary flow over your life I don't know if you've ever been baptized in Jesus name this morning but here's what I know we got this fancy new cover now we don't see the water glistening But right underneath that cover is a baptismal tank with warm water because we believe that when we bury you in water in Jesus' name, his blood covers you. You rise to walk in newness of life. Every sin gets washed away. This can be a brand new morning for you today because God is a faithful I think we're good. I'm just so glad that was just the battery because 
I want to move a little this morning. I don't want to be tethered. I guess we got nine more cordless mics. We'd be all right. But we serve a faithful God. Hebrews 10 verse 23 said, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. 2 Timothy 2.13, if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. He cannot deny himself. What, what was Paul saying to Timothy? Don't, don't worry. Even, even if those moments when we fail in our faith, then God is still faithful. Even in those moments where we let belief kind of slide by the side and doubt creeps in and fear overtakes us. Paul said, Timothy, no, no, no. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. Here's what I know. God showed up this morning faithful. God showed up today and he hasn't changed his mind about what he intends for you to become. God showed up this morning. He hasn't changed his idea about who you are and what you can become. God has a plan for your life. God has a future that's already mapped out. God's already got power that he's ready to release into your life. God's already wanting someone to perform miracles and signs and wonders. God's already looking for a believer today and maybe you've been filled with doubt but God showed up faithful if we believe not yet he abideth faithful he cannot deny himself why because God said I'm just going to keep showing up I'll keep showing up until they show up I'll keep showing up until they become I'll keep showing up until they are who I see in his mind God sees you greater today God sees you greater than you see yourself the Lord is faithful I feel I, I know I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. I wish, I wish you'd just lift your hands for a minute because God is talking to somebody today. Huh. Come on, God can't deny himself. He abideth faithful. He lives in the realm of faithfulness. He lives in that place of being a faithful God. That is who he is. He cannot deny himself. He's a faithful God, but the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3. God is a faithful God, but he still encourages faithfulness on the part of his people. Proverbs 20 and verse 6 gives us the dilemma. It says, most men will, pro <clears throat> will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. That's the trouble. Um, we, we know whether we're talking about Heritage Sunday this Sunday. We're talking about people who lived through a season of time where a handshake was their bond. We're, we didn't need six lawyers. We didn't need a, a team of lawyers to, to accomplish a simple purchase. It was just, let's write it up and then put the deed in the courthouse and the, the job is done. I, I remember when, when I worked at Maritime Paper Products, we dealt directly with the sales reps. They worked up in the uh, Florenceville area with those uh, farmers, that potato farmers. And uh, he said, you, you don't go in with the contract, you defend them. He said he, he'd kind of go in and he'd be talking about the boxes for the crop of that year and how many boxes they were going to need. And he said, I'd step up on the, the bumper of the tractor. And he, he said that, <clears throat> and he'd say, are you thinking, how many boxes are you thinking? We're talking about 10,000 boxes. We're talking 15,000. And he said, all, all I got was a, 
just a little nod. There was no, you know, sometimes it wasn't even a handshake. It was just, yep. And the order would go out and the, the money would come in because men were faithful. People were faithful. They, they lived in a time where their word was their bond. Their name meant something. It, it, it was a time of faithfulness. But, but now we live in a time of uncertainty because faithfulness has gone by the wayside. And now it's about what can I get and, and how can I take advantage or who. You know, that, we just live in rough times today. We, we live, so, so a faithful man, who, who can find them? Who, who can find a faithful man? We need, we need to be faithful in our conduct. We're, we're coming to the, the tail end of a series about the fruit of the Spirit, and we need God's, the Spirit, uh, the fruit of the Spirit to be evident in our life. We need that at work. It, we need it on, on the trees of, of our lives so people can see that. And faithfulness in our lives is a, is a great testimony to the world around us. A faithful man who can find it. Our, our prayer is that you can find faithful men and faithful women here at Capital Community Church. It's, it's a story of Daniel that, that challenges us today. It, it said that, you know, we get the story about, about Daniel. Daniel was a faithful man. It said that, that his, his spirit was so excellent that, that the, the people knew that they couldn't find occasion and ought against him. It said that he was preferred above the presidents and princes. Because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Verse 4, then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could not find occasion nor fault for as much as he was faithful. That in his activity, in his activity in the marketplace, in his conversation and his conduct with the people that he was in, around day to day, that, that his lifestyle was one that was full of faithfulness. He showed up. He showed up when the work was needed to be done. He, he showed up when, when, when others didn't. He was there. They couldn't find occasion nor fault because he was faithful. Oh, God, let us be those kind of people today. Let us be those kind of individuals that, that are, the marketplace knows that we are individuals that are faithful. Our word is our bond. They can step up on our tractor, and we just got to give them a nod. Isn't that just a beautiful field? Someone, I don't think those are potatoes. <laughs> faithful. But Daniel had this faithfulness in his life. No error or fault found in him. Then said these men, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Oh, that if you're going to find fault, you're going to have to make something about his God wrong. And so they did. They assembled together with the king and said, live forever. Let, let no one else serve anybody else for 30 days. I'll summarize quickly. O king, if they do, let's cast him into the den of lions. And now, O king, establish the decree and sign and writing that it not be changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did faithfully aforetime. Daniel was faithful. God, give us men and women that are faithful. 
We need to be faithful in prayer. We need to be faithful in seasons and times of opposition. We need to be faithful in the midst of tribulation and trouble and trial. God is looking for men and women that are faithful. Because if he can find those men and women, God can do amazing things through them. I'll quickly give you one more example. Somewhere between the laughter of doubt and labor and delivery. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 11, verse 11, that through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. God was faithful to Sarah because he saw that faith in her spirit about what he could do. In the same way that Braden Brewer challenged our youth last week, I've come with a challenge for our elders today. Somewhere in your spirit, have you pressed pause? Somewhere in your push for what God can do, have you stepped back when God needs you to step up? Is there hopelessness where hope once was? Is there a mentality that's saying, I, I'm past my prime. I'm too old for that now. I did my time. I played my part. I'm closer to the end than I am to the beginning. I'm finished. I'm done. I'll let the youth take over. I'll let the young ones take my part. Is that anywhere in our spirits today? Or can God say, I find them faithful. Faithful in our spirit, but also in our activity. You see, Simeon, Simeon was in it to win it. Dim eyes, gray hair, waiting for the consolation of Israel, but he was still there when Mary and Joseph showed up unannounced, unintended, unplanned, no calendar, no phone call. He was there. He was waiting. He was waiting for that constellation of Israel. He was ready to, to bestow the blessing and the benefit. He was ready for the dedication service. He was just ready. Age wasn't the indicator. It didn't matter to him. He was going to be a part of what God was going to do. He, he was going to be there until, until the end of time, until the end of his life, until the promise showed up. Simeon was going to be there and he's not alone the scripture is so emphatic about the fact that people need to be faithful until the end Hebrews 11 the faith chapter in verse 21 said by faith Jacob when he was dying blessed both his sons of Joseph and worshiped leaning upon the top of his staff by faith Joseph when he died made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandments concerning his bones how close to death they were didn't determine how hard they were pushing in the kingdom and we need men and women that are signed up until the very end today. Romans 4, we can come back to the music. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, speaking about Abraham before him, whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope, and that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. So shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, 
when he was about an hundred years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. He was faithful, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that when he had what he had promised, he was able to perform. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. Abraham didn't quit. Abraham kept on pushing. Abraham didn't say, you know, I've already trod through the land. I've already, I've already laid claim on the territory. God said, wherever your feet go, that's going to become yours. I, I already did all that. No, no, no. Abraham wasn't finished. When the promise came, Abraham was faithful. God, let us be a faithful people. Let us be a faithful person, God. Psalm 71, verse 17. Oh, God. Thou hast taught me from my youth, and hitherto have I declared thy wondrous works. Now, also, when I am old and gray-headed, O God, forgive me not, until I have shown thy strength unto this generation and thy power to everyone that is come, that is to come. The psalmist was in a senior season, but he wasn't finished. He went on, verse 19, Thy righteousness also, O God, is very high. Who has done great things, O God, who is like unto thee? Thou which has showed me great and sore trouble so shall quicken me again and shall bring me up again from the depths of the earth. God's not finished with me. God's not finished with a, pe a people. A faithful God is still looking for faithful people. And finally, he's looking for a faithful church. It was under the angel of the church in Smyrna, he said to write, he said, fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. But he said, But be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Brandon and I, Brandon, that guy that brings batteries when the night Mike dies. Brandon and I went down to the Bible college this past week. There's a heritage room, Sister McCarty, brother. Don McCarty, his wife, has worked along with him to pull together some antiquities and artifacts for the Heritage Room. Students, it's right, right there. Have you guys gone in? Been in? It's quite remarkable, and it's also quite <clears throat> stirring. It's, amazing. it's an amazing conglomeration of history of the apostolic movement in our province and even in our city. There's that old wireless form of music called the accordion. And percussion instruments known as the tambourine. We, we, we chuckle around here some, we, we call it the, the tambourine free zone. But as we walk through some of those pictures and this is the video that was playing when you first came into service this morning. It's just he took the camera and scanned through. And uh 
you know, I was thinking it was kind of neat. I was even thinking it was kind of neat that Brandon was saying, this is so cool. This is awesome. I love this. He's the next generation, but there underneath glass and cases were pictures of Harvey Camp. And I'm, and then somewhere in the middle of that whole walkthrough, I began to realize how old I am because I remember. I remember some of those antique photos. I remembered that I was there. There in Harvey Camp and there in God has been faithful to us, but we are part of a faithful church. And uh, we're closely connected to the Bible College. We started there in the basement of the Bible, the Bible school. What's the mess hall now? I guess we're the kitchen, let's call it that. And the chapel by the river. That was part of our beginning. You can still see it. I'm glad it still stands. We all know the story of how they walked up the hill in 77, the old sanctuary here. Then in 88, moved into this beautiful facility. And even in the past year, the current renovations that we've done, we have been part and blessed to be a part of a group of people that have been faithful. But God is challenging us not just to be faithful until Freedom 55 or not to be faithful until 62 when we get uh, CCP a little, CPP. I haven't got it yet, so I don't know what it is. Get it a little early. That, that, that's not what God is calling. God said being faithful unto death. Be thou faithful unto death. And that's the challenge that God is bringing to our church because if we are part of a multicultural, multi-generational revival, then God is going to use every generation to accomplish his purpose. His plan isn't just for artifacts to be here, to, for people to be to hear that we can point at and say, you know, they, they are a great part of our history. I want, I want our, our elders to know today that you are, tr are a tremendous, great part of our present. And more than that, you are a tremendous, great part of our future. This is your church. Our church is your church. We're, we're saying that for our community, but I just want to remind everybody in the room, no matter how many birthday candles were on the cake this year, God still has a plan for your life. God is looking for a faithful church. We have been so blessed to be a part of this group of people. I'm sure that, you know, I... I was holding it together there a minute ago because some of those stories that lay beneath the glass, they're in bold print, printed in the Daily Gleaner. How many know the Daily Gleaner? Printed there in the Daily Gleaner. Holy Roller gets married. That's part of our history. That's... And I remember... I remember people coming and talking to Pastor and I and said, nobody wanted you guys here when you first came. 
but there was a group of people that were faithful. In that article, I read down through it and spoke about, it was Brother Jake's, getting married. Holy Roller gets, gets married. And in the article, it called, called our, our church a sect. In spite of all the opposition from the community, people just put their head down and pressed on into the plan of God, kept showing up faithful unto death. Faithful in spite of the criticism. Faithful in spite of the opposition. Both natural and spiritual elements warring against this fledgling church. But God still had a plan and here we are 60 years later only, come on, only because of a faithful God and faithful people and a faithful church. That's why we have the privilege to sit in the room this morning and celebrate the unseen hand that still moves, the unseen hand that still leads it's the unseen hand that still reaches. That's why we're here. Because of God's faithfulness. Faithful. Could you stand together with me? We are so blessed. But our job isn't finished. God still is looking for the faithful. Our city needs a consistent light. Not a convenient light, but a consistent light. Our city needs a consistent voice. Not, not a convenient voice, but a consistent voice. A consistent call. A consistent reach. A consistent message. A consistent gospel. Not, not convenient. Because convenience breeds unfaithfulness. But commitment and consistency demands faithfulness. God is calling us and our world is looking for a faithful church. A faithful church. Someone say faithful. Oh, faithful. Its consistency is legendary. But it's a simple logic that allows its faithfulness. The difference between it and the hundreds of other geysers and features that are there in the park is because it's connected to a single source not a shared source it doesn't get its water from other locations in different places but it's a single source that flows into the basin of that geyser and when the heat works along with the, the inflow its faithfulness maintains its consistency our encouragement today is that you will find this one source, this one faithful God. How many screen time is down this week? Mine too. Down 46%. I know. But how many have found that in the midst of the absence of all those things flowing into your life, you found God just to be a little nearer. You found God just to be more faithful. You got to know him on another level. A single source 
of a faithful God. So the call this morning is a call for faithfulness. Is there a Daniel in the room today? In spite of the opposition and the declarations of everyone around, is there a prayer that still needs to be prayed? Pray it. Pray that prayer. Is there a stand that needs to be taken? Take that stand. Is there a trust in God that you need to see you through the lion's den? Is your example going to embolden a generation of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to walk into fiery furnaces and walk out? Because God is faithful. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Is, this, is there a, an Abraham and a Sarah in the room today? Is there, is there someone that, that says, I'm going to continue in spite of all of the obstacles and the unlikeliness and, and all of the doubt I'm going to walk on because there's an Isaac and a Jacob that's left in the womb yet to be released. Twelve tribes and revival are waiting in the wings, but it only comes to people that are faithful. One more time, would you say, Faithful with me. Faithful. In closing, this is my final, my final note. Brother McNair, you'd, you probably didn't even realize you sent out that little group text this morning to a number of ministers, and you do that on Sundays, and just a little encouraging word fires it out there, and we all take a minute and read it. He said he was speaking with some of you, or a, a student, I think. He said there were... I was sitting in the NCC chapel after service this past week and a student was talking about the blood and there arose in me, he said, in him, a new appreciation for the power of the blood of Jesus. And then he used this verse, he said, the word of God declares, Revelation 12, verse 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Listen, and they love not their lives unto the death. Not until they were 55, not until they were 60, not until they were 60, not until they were 70. They didn't put a cap on it at 80 or 85. They didn't quit there. They said, we're not going to love our lives unto the death. Maybe that death came early with Caesar Nero. Maybe that death came unexpected. Or maybe that was just a long haul for like the Apostle John. They loved not their lives unto the death. The call today is for faithfulness. They're going to sing a chorus and a song, but I wonder if we could from front to the back, left to right, if we could all lift our hands and let God continue to talk to us for a moment this morning. Come on, there is that pull in the Holy Ghost. We can go ahead and start singing.